You're listening to an iFanboy special edition podcast, Justice League, The Flashpoint Paradox. Hey everybody, you're listening to another special edition iFanboy podcast. The Animation Brain Trust is here, and we're talking about Justice League, the Flashpoint Paradox. My name is Paul Montgomery. Joining me, Mr. Chris Neesman. Hello. And Ryan Haupt. I'm back. All right, so this is the 17th DC animated feature direct-to-video thing. They keep changing the name of what these things are called. Um, directed by Jay Oliver, written by Jim Krieg based on the Flashpoint event from not so long ago by Jeff Johns and Andy Kubert. Um, what did you guys think of the... Did you guys read the Flashpoint event, any of it, when it was yes. coming out? Yeah? Yes. What did you think yeah. of it? I almost completely forgot it, and most of this movie... Forgot that it going, existed? No, like, I remember that it happened, but, like, so much of this movie was going, oh, yeah. Right. I remember they did, they did do that in the mm. Canterbury Cricket, right? Yeah, no, like yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. It, it, there's a little bit like like Barry went into the time stream in the book and then also into our minds and erased it from our memory. Um, I, I actually spent a lot of time in the written review on ifanboy.com talking about how it's a really ambitious event. This this whole idea that you know it's sort of an it's it's like it's a wonderful life on a grand grand scale where uh, Nora Allen, Barry's mom, um, has been saved by by Barry. And because she lived, it's not just because she lived, but other things, there's a sonic boom in time that cause all these reverberations forward and backwards in the time stream that everything's different. So it's, it's an, it's a big Elseworlds event. Um, but it was partly written by Jeff Johns, also written by first timers and editors in a lot of cases, because everyone at the time, all the big talents were working on the new 52 stuff which directly followed this. Yeah. So this, this was the end of the, the DCU as we knew it after flat flashpoint is kind of what restarted everything. Right. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, they had this, this, this publishing initiative that they were going to start this whole new season of, of, uh, of new books. And it's, it's uh, in a lot of cases, it's a reconfiguration of the status quo for each of these characters. Some of the more successful ones like Green Lantern and Batman were allowed to sort of do what they were doing. Um, but others were just, you know, it's a, it's sort of a retcon. And this is sort of a in-story explanation for why everything's different, is that Barry messed things up, but then he went back and let his mother die. Um, and then he kind of had to rework things from his sort of memory. <laughs> that's that's sort of how I look at it is that like Barry had to try to remember what the world was like before Flashpoint. And he did kind of his best. And that's what the new 52 is. Um, this this much like the, the the movie. And I know that we're primarily talking about the movie. Um, the movie, much like the the event, um, does two things. It um, it misses every emotional beat that it should hit and like most events that we've read over the last 10 or 15 years the main story is the most boring of them it's the it's the side stories uh i would watch uh the azarillo uh, rizzo batman story sure. as an animated feature 
um, a hundred times vengeance, I think. Be- before I would want to watch the 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 Flashpoint. Well, what's the, the actual, what's the actual, the actual through line? Let's so that's exactly that, that's that isn't that the I, question? That was one of the biggest problems I had with this movie. Was there there I mean, is none. Well, there's I think there's an attempt at well, the the I mean whenever we go back to the core group, it's it's Barry and Thomas Wayne, who's Batman in this universe. Yeah. And um, and Victor, who's Cyborg. And they're off down the yellow brick road to go and find the Superman of this world, who only Barry knows of because yeah. he's from another world where there is a Superman. And so they have to figure out but, who is the Superman they, of this world. They never and, explain that. And, and to begin with, with the movie, they never explain what happened. How did Barry's mom survive? They, they they never show any of that. They never explain the significance of it. And it, 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 so it starts off with Barry basically just wakes up in this new reality, and we don't know why. And so it's supposed to, I guess, be a murder mystery of who killed Barry's mom, which we never find out, um, or how Barry saved That's also his part mom. of Flash First, Rebirth, though. Um, huh? That's also yeah. part of Flash Rebirth, right. which isn't but, a part but, of this project. You mean, you mean there's other material that you, <laughs> that you needed to, to be privy to for this story to make sense? I think there's a case to be made for that, yeah. Um, I, I, I found myself watching this thinking of the people who had no, um, you know, no previous knowledge of the Flashpoint event or things that surrounded it and wondered, would this make sense to them? And and there's the, the moment where Barry deduces that that this Batman is Thomas Wayne and that it was Bruce who died that night. Um, and I don't I was like, that seems like a really weird jump for that character <laughs> to have made, given what information is there on screen. And for an audience to just like, oh, well, all right. It's like, I, I, like, I feel like they would be rewinding and trying to see what they yeah. missed. And, but there isn't really well, evidence there for Barry to work with. R- Ryan, you're, you're a science guy, right? Correct. That, that's, that's, your, that's your thing? Science guy. That's what it says on his Science guy. His card. I think uh, that title's already taken, but yeah. And <laughs> I, I, know, I know that they, they talked about the, the, the time boom or whatever they the not the sonic boom but the time boom right um, it, it, in your theoretical sciences um is a time boom is it uh capable of knocking a um a, a spaceship off course by several hundred miles oh yeah definitely i'll send you the paper that okay <laughs> they describe the model so. system for explaining that phenomenon it's very so, so that's really it's really common chris it happens <laughs> i think it's just well that that's the question it's like okay so barry barry's mom lives does that actually cause the ripple in time that causes every you know causes you know bruce to die and not his parents well, well they know it, that people just... are going to ask that question and say well what is what is nora allen living have to do with stuff that happened the changes that would need to have happened before it was the actual breaking of the time barrier. Yeah, and bar- so it was the, it was the meddling, and and but it's problematic that they even have to explain that yes. in the story. They have to come up with an excuse that yes. it's not just things that happened after that event. It's the, also the, it, it it reverberates. The core problem with this movie and that that event mm-hmm. is that. I'm sorry, Jeff Johns. Barry Allen 
isn't that effing important. <laughs> Stop trying to make the Flash the center of the DC universe because you know what? He's not. And nor is his mother so important that her death or life would have the butterfly effect of changing the entire DC universe. Stop trying to sell me that bag of rotten fruit. Well, okay, I buy that she's maybe the center of his universe and that he would do something this drastic and then that meddling would cause a ripple effect. Um, I don't think that his meddling with the time stream says that the Flash is the most important, pivotal person um, in it the is, DC it, universe. It, it, I think it just it, says it, that he's doing it, something yeah. where the, the where, where Professor Zoom is actually like makes kind of a point that you're doing something that's a bit selfish. You're you're doing something that's that's maybe noble to try to save a person's life, but you're not thinking about all of the ramifications that surround that. Um, but it, and but and it, that it, has. It, but it never that's that's back to me believing that this missed all of the emotional beats it never really touches on that yeah there's the i mean it's it suffers from the same problem that a lot of the most problematic dc f- animated features suffer from in that 75 minute running time you can't yeah. do all of this in 75 minutes and without sacrificing character weight um they can do all the cool stuff, and I think we've had a lot of comments about this is this is a really polarizing movie because there's and it was a polarizing event as well. There's a lot of people who really really liked that event and got something out of it. There's also people that liked or didn't like the comics event and really enjoyed this movie. I came in I I, I rated this a two point five on the site um, out of five, and there are people that are saying no 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 you're 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 way off. It's 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 at least a four point five out of five. <laughs> And a lot of did, a lot did, of the did you root for anyone in this movie? Was anyone in this movie not a complete douchebag? Some of the argument is just that it has characters that they love and they remembered seeing. You know, it's like it. It you know, it's grifters in it. You know, and I got to see the demon Etrigan. You know, rhyming and stuff. And you know what? I can understand that that brings enjoyment and that that might be what you want from an escapist kind of movie. Looking at the film objectively, there's just a lot of structural problems that, and, and it all comes down to um, the sacrifice of a character. There's too much going on, and I think it needed a bit of editorial where we say, okay, what are the most interesting things about this event? Let's clear away the rest of that. Yes. Because as interesting as that is, it doesn't make for a rich, fully realized Elseworld. It makes for something super schizophrenic and distracting. It was a perfect animated adaptation of a modern comic book event. <laughs> it made absolutely no fucking sense and left you with all of these really cool, shallow moments that it's like, oh, Batman just shot that guy through the head. That was so cool. Wait, why did he do that? Why is that important? (laughs) It's so you have all of these nice little, you know, 20 page cliffhangers woven in to an animated feature that at the end of it doesn't really tell much of a story. I mean, a loose story maybe, but, but enough, you know, enough pseudoscience and, and bad plot lines and, hanging threads that yeah it's I, i'm coming down hard on this because honestly 
it was terrible and i haven't even gotten to the animation which is the worst i've seen come out of dc i'm not expecting everything to be a bruce tim uh, you know batman the animated series or or what they went on to do with with justice league but my god when when young justice is is running circles around the the animation quality of a of a feature length something's wrong because the I... animation in this was Awful. I will agree with you that Young Justice is the high watermark for their character models and animation of late. Yeah. I don't. And that, and that, I don't think that, the animation is. Show. I don't think the animation is that far off in this. I just. I think what's problematic is some of those character models with you know having you know the like the sort of bee stung Aquaman, um, and the the super jowly Thomas Wayne Batman. Those are. It's 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 a little I think it's it's subjective because I actually I really like this overall style and I think there's some really great looking fight sequences in here. Um, yeah, I felt like the characters looked good when they were moving, but whenever they focused on a static shot of a character, I didn't like the look. It was bad rendering, bad rendering, and it's this um, once again trying to force an an anime style into into the the dc animated universe and it's like you know what yeah it, it was kind of neat for the what was the the batman gotham one knights. the gotham it was kind of neat with gotham knights to see some neat japanese uh, animation styles mixed mm-hmm. in there and what it's like okay yeah really cool you know the matrix you know the uh the animatrix, animatrix. you know that that's kind of neat to see in in five ten fifteen minute chunks but but this they 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 cut from a couple different styles um, a couple times, and it was so apparent that this was an animation house that was doing this. And and like Ryan said, the the stills were were rendered very poorly. Um, the action scenes were were okay, but but certainly not the best that we've that we've seen from uh, from the the DC animated line before. So I mean, not even on the animation level did this thing succeed. What do you what do you think that the strongest was? Visually, um, not. I mean, you're saying like what you know. Other movies that they've done have been stronger. What? Um, I really liked, especially the um, the uh, the Wonder Woman, um, the choreography yes, and execution true. of of Wonder Woman. The last in, sequence in, in what, like the epilogue in Wonder no, Woman. In no, in the um um uh, it was the the Doomsday story. It was the oh, Batman oh, okay. man, um, where they go to Apocalypse. Sure. What okay, was the, that was a good one. Um, yeah, it's, I thought I thought the animation in that was was really tight, um, especially the the choreography of the fight sequences. Yeah, it's Superman, really Batman, nice. Apocalypse. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was. Great. Um, I thought uh, Under the Red Hood was really good. It's a really good one too. Um, that's quite. I like the Crisis on Two Earths. Yeah, yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. It's um, I those uh, those are probably my three favorite um, out of. You know, that that you could take like the 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 JLA mm-hmm. universe. The, I think those those three have been have been probably the most successful. Um, you know, even like New Frontier had its had its ups and downs. It's it's hard to to get that uh, the Darwin Cook feel mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. But I, you know, I thought it was um, more of a success than a failure. Um, where were this? I don't know. I just. I felt like they picked the the wrong animation house to do this. It's like they wanted it to be an anime, and then they're like, "Oh no, now it needs to look like the 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 miniseries event." And yeah, so 
it, yeah, it didn't even, if it had been a lot prettier to look at, I probably would have been, um, interesting. Okay. I, 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 I can see what you're saying. I, I actually thought it was, it was quite, quite nice to look at in a lot of places. Um, some of, some aside of, from some a few character models, very uneven. I thought that's fair. Um, Ryan, you've been a little quiet. What did you think? Uh, you know, I, it's always fun to have an Elseworld tale, mm-hmm. and so there's there's always it's always fun having like the world building and seeing different nooks and crannies of this different place, but without the cohesive storyline to kind of hold the movie together, it felt hollow by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I felt like by the end of this movie that it was a lot longer than seventy five minutes. I was surprised uh, to hear you guys say that it was only seventy five because um, it felt long. I was also really surprised by just how incredibly violent this movie was. It is. It's, it's, it's actually <laughs> way, it's worth noting. Way more yeah. so than anything else I've seen from the uh, these these direct to DVD animated movies. Our, our friend uh, Vito mentioned it on Facebook and and said, you know, if you're a parent, don't you know, you, and are planning on watching this with with your kids, you know, don't. Oh yeah, absolutely. Don't, definitely not. don't. And I and my immediate reaction was like, well, it's PG thirteen. You know, like there, it, yeah. it's. I think that's. That's fair. And then I watched it and I was it's like, brutal. you know what? That's, I mean, it's really pretty brutal. It's, it's a hard you know, PG 13. That is, that's one of my, just in general, that's one of my major nitpicks on, on stories like this. Okay. Uh, when, when you do an alternate timeline, it can be very cool. It's like you look at age of Ultron or days of future past or, you know, this, there's any number of the alternate reality, you know, divergent. Are you, are you citing story. age of Ultron is cool? No, what okay. I'm saying is that when you when, when you play in those sandboxes, Gotham by Gaslight. No, no, then, no, no, oh, no. Okay. That, that, no, that's Larger? not. That's no, that's not one that I'm citing. I'm citing those those other ones because they kill so many characters. Okay, it's like if you want to act like you have the balls to kill off all of these characters. Because it's an alternate timeline and the story is going to be wrapped up, I'm a little, I'm a little sick of the convenience of shooting She-Hulk through the head and dropping her, or you know, Grifter taking twelve arrows to the chest and getting dropped down. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we oh, took one in so, the head too. It's so, it's so shocking. Yeah. Oh yeah, right through the head. It's like it's so shocking. It's so badass. It's like you know what? If you have big enough balls to do that, do it in the regular comics. I'm tired of the alternate timeline stories being an excuse to kill as many characters as possible. It's the for shock value. It's like if you're not willing to do it in in the mainline series and not bring them back in six months, um, you know, don't don't you know stop jerking me around with with the whole shock value of of offing a bunch of characters in. Well, an like, alt- I guess yeah. one in the defense of this movie, I like that it gave a far harsher view of war than, you know, like the Justice Justice League cartoon had wartime things happen uh, where, you know, the Thanagarians invaded or they actually went back in time to World War II. And And it it always feels a bit less than because, you know, they're shooting the rifles out of the Nazis' hands, uh, which (laughs) isn't exactly how things went down, if my understanding of history is correct. (laughs) So I, there was a part of me that was like, okay, yeah, war is brutal, and this is actually putting that across when you know they stab Lex Luthor with a trident, right? Or, um, in, or ter- so really in, in terms of plot, like they they do a good job of 
saying just how harrowing this world is and why Barry needs to act and why he needs to make that difficult decision at the end. Right, because kind of the corollary to Chris's point about Elseworlds or or alternative reality stories is another problem that I sometimes have with the alternative reality stories is that they end better than the DCU could ever possibly end. Mm -hmm. Um, The one I remember in particular is what if Superman's rocket had landed on uh, Apocalypse and he was raised as Darkseid's son? Right. (laughs) And by the end of the movie, like by the end of the movie, you know, Superman has taken over New Genesis. You know, Orion is living happily on Earth and everything's better than it would have been if he'd landed in Kansas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. So I'm just like, That's amazing. so you're saying he should have landed on Apocalypse. Yeah, that we, that, that our reality is the worst one. That's awesome. Right. I love and that. And so I guess it's also a little bit refreshing when the alternate reality is something that you want to get away from rather than realizing that it's actually an improvement. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just it, so there's there's an element that yes, this this world is successfully dark and and just the situation is appropriately grave that you want to get away with it. The side effect is that as a viewer, I don't really want to return to that. Right. And also it's it's in service to the plot but not necessarily in service to um these characters who they're not, you know, real sentient people, but the property deserves a little bit more respect than to say that, you know, just because Wonder Woman has a bad date doesn't mean that she's going to go around beheading people. Like, I don't think they do a good enough yeah. job, um, you know, laying that pipe to say that this is how Wonder Woman becomes this well, horrible tyrant. And the yeah, same for Aquaman. Well, the, okay, because they, they walk that line and they fall they – fall on on both sides of it why is superman good in this movie because superman is always good no matter what he goes through no matter what he does superman at his core is a hero Mm -hmm. so why a lot of people in this movie though by accident um (laughs) he does the heroic thing in the end but that's because he's superman right Superman's sure. a hero. Superman does heroic things. So what does that say about Aquaman and Wonder Woman and you know any number of you know the other the other heroes that that are engaged in this horrible you know genocide and and war. It's like so is Wonder Woman not not the equal of Superman in you know is she not destined to be Heroic? What does that right. say? Right. It's like in our world, she's only noble because of certain like conditions. Because of certain, because certain, of, yeah, it's, it's all cause. It's all you know, cause and effect. Well, clearly but, because Nora Allen died. <laughs> it was a it was a shock wave that went out in all directions. Ryan, you got to understand, it's not just that one lady who yeah. had a very you think fourth dimensionally, Marty. Very poorly written tombstone. I have to add. Um, yeah, I know you. I saw. <laughs> saw that post that's hilarious but you know it, it gets back it, it gets back to the point of you know these heroes are are destined to be heroic that is it's their nature it's their dna yeah, maybe not ours. huh <laughs> maybe not maybe not well yeah just you know just the alien ones i guess um so yeah i, I had a problem with that because they they really kind of you know try and hammer home that that point that you know superman is is heroic why because he's superman okay what about Diana and Arthur? I guess not. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and that just it just feels. I mean, 
it's it's not just oh, about title. like it's not just about like fan entitlement. Like I want my Aquaman to always be good. It's it's about it's just it's a petty choice. Yes. Um, and they Standard. they don't do the proper groundwork to justify it, to justify these radical changes in, in the character. Um, and so so yeah, this, so that's that's sort of where we uh, fall down on it. We haven't we haven't mentioned really the performances. Because there's like a billion of them. It was um, nice to have Kevin Conroy back for a little bit. Yeah, and oh, you know what? Let's just in fairness, you you said that you know not a lot of emotional weight. The final scene, I think, is pretty successful. Yeah, that's about the only thing that works. This is. I mean, I was distracted by the piping on the costume, but beyond that, yeah, like you know, Flash goes in and stops his his his. his past self from saving his mother and then says you know what i could use some gold piping on this costume um i feel like it's about time uh no but then going <laughs> going delivering animators... <laughs> oh, i was gonna say i gotta i gotta imagine when the animators got those script pages they were just like damn it oh, really piping. all these extra lines we gotta animate so we gotta change the costume now yeah which was that was it's like why it's nitpicking it's it's it, i think it's a, it's a small thing but i think that you okay. know i think the Flash going to to the Batcave and delivering that message and a nice not, like it's, it's not only, too overblown. It was the only emotional beat that they hit in the movie. Mm-hmm. It was. I did enjoy the Justice League uh, taking care of the bombs on the rogues. The 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 prologue, like the sort of the pre um, yeah. title sequence, um, yeah. where you're sort of in the regular. Um, Continuity and right. So, but, but so yeah. you know, Professor Zoom has put bombs on each of the rogues' belts, and the Justice League shows up to help, and they each kind of have to solve the bomb problem a different way. And I think my favorite was Aquaman because he just throws the top in the water. <laughs> like <laughs> the Flash just told you to get as far away from the city as possible, and your solution is to throw him off a pier. I just it like was... the awkward moment between Superman and who did he have heat wave uh yeah yeah heat wave and takes him just to a hill and then just cups the belt buckle in his hands <laughs> that was all that was that was pretty cool i was like well, that's, i was like that's, that's what super, that's all superman needs to do but it's like, it's like this is yeah, awkward just here. and <laughs> he waves just, like dude this is really close to my junk i know and i love that like more than once you know you see when the they fix the bomb the rogue has to like grab their belt to keep even though they're all wearing like one piece jumpsuits, but they all grab their belt like their pants are going to fall off. It is a good showcase for like the Flash's powers and like the, when the Flash is no, chasing. No, because he does that weird like Hadouken with his hand thing that made no <laughs> sense. That pissed me off. Oh. Well, it's that particular part is is a good showcase for the Justice League's powers. I would say for showing different ways that they would solve that same problem. Yeah, and I, like I like that that it's what is it, uh, Captain Adam. And um, cyborg. cyborg, yeah, are doing like like space surgery, like on the on well, the belt buckle. Yeah. <laughs> and Green Lantern still just gets to make a bubble. That's all right. he's needed for. That's all he's Batman needed for. Batman fix mm. the problem. Exactly. Yeah, the opening sequence was probably the most that and the and the the Barry Bruce moment at the end. Those were successful. Um, I enjoyed I enjoyed the scenes with Hal Jordan. Uh, Nathan Fillion's Hal Jordan was was always nice. It's always uh, a nice addition. Well, it's yeah. Nathan Fillion. I mean, yeah, but I yeah. but I'm saying you know those I it's just kind of a vignette thrown in just so you get a little bit of Hal Jordan, but mm-hmm. I liked it. No, and that's like, he always has a good performance because like there's a, there's so many of these where it just feels like a cold reading from a lot of the actors, and I felt and like he, Cyborg was very flat. That's a tough. Well, 
that's a tough role because he's i think he was also trying to be like like i'm the terminator or something like i don't, well, I don't know if here, he here, exactly knew what he was here's doing. here's another thing for jeff johns yeah nobody cares about cyborg <laughs> stop stop <laughs> nobody cares there's a there's there's a big cyborg body cares yeah. Stop. I know that you wrote Teen Titans for like five years. Nobody cares. Cyborg is just creepy to me because like, especially when he gets dismantled and things, I was like, that's gross. Nobody. Yeah, cares. I mean, they, like Aquaman ripped him apart. and Yeah, like, there's this it, there's this weird body horror thing that is it doesn't I don't know, tonally. It's just very weird. And so anyways, next up, they're going to be doing. Oh, wait, Justice. that's, that's interesting, because they yeah. did the, uh, did you guys watch the after the credits yes, little thing? They're, they're taking a note from the Marvel playbook, I guess. Uh-huh. And uh, did they so they had a little... Did they have shawarma at the end? Exactly. It's exactly what happened. Uh, turns out that if Barry Allen didn't eat shawarma on the right day, everything would have been ruined. Um, <laughs> so what did we get so, in there? So, but they did like a little after credits stinger where a, a boom tube portal opens in space and a bunch of parademons fly at you and... I guess the next one coming up is a war with apocalypse. Yeah, Dark Side's coming. It's it's the first. They're doing sort of the first arc of the Justice League book uh, from the New Fifty Two. Um, Boy, there's <laughs> um, more cyborg, Chris. Brain trust, where I get to say, "Wow, I thought that it couldn't get any worse than Flashpoint." <laughs> I did not like that particular storyline, and it's like it's it's the forced thing where they're all at odds and they don't like each other and there's some ego happening and they have to learn to be a team. And I, I don't need that anymore. I like them getting along. Um, so anyways, uh, I miss Dwayne McDuffie. I th- my, one of my favorite part about, so watching, they always have the, you know, like the preview of like a little mini doc of what to expect. And they show you some character models and things. And they have, you know, all the directors and, and Andrea Romano talking and Andrea Romano <laughs> has done a bazillion of these. And she gets to this part and she actually like says, I think at this point, you really just make sure that all of the actors sound like they're from the same world and that's good. <laughs> it just sounds like she's just completely defeated. Like I don't think I don't think there's anything really compelling to her. That's the way it, it comes off. I mean, are they are they I hate to say this because I enjoy talking to you guys every couple months or so. Right. Um are they spent? Are they done? Well, it's, they don't have Bruce Tim anymore. It's 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 not it's not Bruce is, Tim. Is the cupboard getting pretty bare? I don't know. Okay, I think. I mean, we we've talked often about storylines we'd like to see made into an animated movie in this style. Yes. So, yes. I mean, why aren't they picking any of them? So they're not. They're not listening, or they they, they, they listen like no, they don't know what they're talking. Comics to yeah. to pick some pretty awesome stories, or you know what, they have some pretty talented people that can come up with some original shit. And I'm sorry, but Flashpoint, what a terrible choice! It was not a not a really good comic to begin with and then to to make it worse in in an animated feature it's come on guys well i think is as... i was confused why they changed the name because i never they never actually said the word paradox so why couldn't you have just left it as flashpoint like they never pointed what's, out what the paradox they're doing the some paradox. weird things with with branding what's like... the paradox by the way i don't know i i guess the paradox was that Barry and Professor Zoom shared the speed force enough that 
that they were at odds. I don't know. It was never, it wasn't. They never said what the paradox It's a science was. word. It's a cool word. That's why they use uh-huh. it. They have the, like the, you know, they had Superman Unbound. I understand why they couldn't call it Superman Brainiac because they've already done something with that title. Um, so I, I don't know. And, but I think you, you hit on it, Chris, is that they could do something original. Um, I think that would be much more successful than trying to do adaptations. Do I mean, that's kind of what they did with Crisis on Two Worlds. That was not a direct adaptation crazy. of any one storyline. And it yeah, was really do, good. Do a, and that was what they did with the Justice League cartoon, where yes. every once in a while they do an episode that adapted an actual comic storyline, like for The Man Who Has Everything. Yes. But they actually adapted it. They didn't just copy it. And then yeah. they had a lot of stories that were totally original. I mean, season two of Justice League Unlimited, where it's a single arc throughout the entire season that builds into amazing. an awesome epilogue with Batman Beyond. Fantastic. Because they're not, they're not, they're not selling these. Well, they're not selling these a lot anyway. But they're not. But whatever copies they are selling, it's not because those people are going through Best Buy or or, or browsing on Amazon and seeing a storyline that they love. It's those characters. You know, the 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 Batman ones are the ones that sell the the best. And you know, and so they're basically doing Batman ones, Superman ones, and Justice League ones. And Justice League is sort of the catch-all. Um, you yeah. know, whatever that isn't specifically a Batman and Superman or Batman and Superman is becomes a Justice League thing. And I think all they really need is that name and then a good concept. And they, they have good writers working for them doing things, you know, like Young Justice. And they're not doing that anymore. So I so my preference would be I, I'm not even I'm not even clamoring for adaptations of certain things because they can't really handle them in 75 minutes. No, I think what they should do is, like you said, look at original concepts, get some interesting characters, or like Ryan said, do a, just a really loose adaptation. Take like two or three things, like take the elements from those great stories and say, what would work in this time frame? And do something that is specifically engineered for a 75-minute animated movie. If they had, if they wanted to do a, a Flash or a, a JLA story featuring the Flash... Man, just get some talented people together and come up with a really good 75-minute story of a JLA with the Flash as the centerpiece mm-hmm. of it and and make that. You know what? We're going to buy it. We're going to go out. We're Oh, my dogs agree. We're going to we're going to like it. Why try and shoehorn in a, a not very good comic book story and try and make a a a, a better than the source material animation I, I don't get it i mean yeah. this this movie more than anything should show dc that they need to stop trying to bend mediocre comic stories into being even more mediocre animations i think so. that's, that's, and like part of that like just you saying it sounds unreasonable, like get good writers and just do it, but they have those things in place. They the, the have, talent that they've been working with can produce this. You know, I, 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 you know, honestly, I don't know. I don't know who that person is. Is it Paul? Is it Paul Dini now? No, you know, he's, I, he's I, over I, Marvel. He's doing the Hulk animated you know, series. I, I would have said you know, Dwayne McDuffie, you know, rest in peace. That you know, he was a guy that got it. You know, it's it's. 
where's you know where where are the Ben Ten guys? You know, it's like if you're gonna do this, I mean, there are so they're over at Marvel. They're work, yeah, they're working at the on the Avengers oh. Assemble thing. Or um... are we start are we starting to see a trend? Are we starting <laughs> to see a problem that you know what? If you don't facilitate the best creative in the industry, that your end product is gonna be this train wreck. Right. Of a movie, it's you know start investing in your talent. Devil's it's, advocate here: someone is listening to this podcast and yelling that the um, Ben Ten guys are working on that Avengers animated series, and it's not that great. Um, so I don't know. So I don't know. But let's let's look. So upcoming projects: Justice League War is going to be out in early 2014. That's going to be our next one, and that's the the opening uh, Jeff Johns Jim Lee origin story. Uh, then we're going to see at some point Son of Batman. So we're going to see the Damien story uh, and Batman assaults on Arkham, which instead of looking oh, to the yeah. comics, they're going to be looking to the video games, which are actually a lot of fun. And the first two at right, least were not written by look. Paul Dini. Uh-huh. So um, Batman assault on Arkham, that, that has potential. Those are cool games and they've, they've cool stuff happening in the stories. So um, I don't know, but, but yeah, original content would be great. And yes. I kind of miss those showcase shorts. But we're never going to yeah, see Yeah, those again. were fun. Yeah. Um, Although, uh, wait, I, my final thing yeah. was I, I, I couldn't help but chuckle to myself when Wonder Woman exclaims, Captain Thunder! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was kind of good. <laughs> Is that, I don't remember, like, I, know, I couldn't remember if that was directly from the Flashpoint I don't remember stuff. either, but I still laughed. And well, like, why the, does he have the, scars on his face? Why, every character in this movie just had a scar on their face for no reason. Because <laughs> it was bad, Ryan. Because it yes. was bad. <laughs> All I right. Just, like, do, I, so I'm going to write a fan fiction story where it explains the scar with a, a battle that, that Captain Thunder had with Takitani and he gets scratched across the face. <laughs> the, if this thing had had Takitani, it would have been better. It had the Canterbury Cricket. The Canterbury Cricket did not. Cricket did not and I love it that it's just like, I'm the Canterbury Cricket. I'm in this. <laughs> yeah. As low as it's like, yeah, 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 I know. I am I present. Grab. Okay. No. Cricket. No. Uh, Lois was pretty good. It was Dana good. Delaney. Uh, yeah. yeah, but like I wanted more of that. I, I wanted, I wanted um, um, Alfred. I wanted like secret agent man Alfred. That was awesome, but they never had it in here. Canterbury Cricket couldn't save this thing. I don't know. So no. that's how we came down on this one. I know this has been a polarizing movie. I um, didn't hate it. it you just can. Wasn't good. Yeah. Well, you can. So talk about it in the comments under this podcast or over at my written review. Uh, let us know what you thought. And uh, if you're looking forward to Justice League War. Um, until next time, I'm Paul. <laughs> I'm the angry old man, Chris. I'm Ryan the Scientist. And I kind of rhyme. Good job, Chris. <laughs> Way to go, science guy. <laughs> <laughs>